Cal screenshots if that's what you need. No, I'm okay. Okay. Yeah, more. I'm more. You're missing out. All right, we're, we're we're live. We're live. Get it together. Let me get my my alcohol away from everybody. <laughs> family show. Family show. Family show. Family show. Hello there, everyone. Welcome to another installment of Tapcaf Transmissions, your generally weekly podcast covering all things Star Wars, whether it's news, games, events, novels, or other things that I can't think of right now. I'm one of your hosts, Corey, joined as always by my East Coast co-host, Mr. Justin Eckhart's Ladder. How are you doing tonight? Good. And yeah, I completely forgot to upload the last one, but uh, that's my bad. So it's yeah. up now. We were, uh, it's been a busy week. We, uh, I was over there. I saw you in person. I saw Charlie in person, even saw Zach in person. Mm, I, what a beauty. I accidentally rolled down a large hill. What more could you want out of life? Yeah, I wouldn't say you rolled down, really. You, like, flew down. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, so Justin didn't manage to record me falling down this hill. I'm not sure if I threw myself, jumped, or fell. I, I don't remember. I don't, yeah. I don't remember the moment it started. I just remembered being on the ground, thinking this is my life now, and then sort of getting up. So... There's yeah, you were very pictures. wet afterwards because yeah. the fog had rolled in, which was really kind of yeah. It was it was a funny experience, but that was a really fun trip. Hopefully, you guys can come again soon. Um, yeah, how many days were you guys here? Was it five days? Oh uh, yeah, it was five. It was Wednesday through Monday, which is why there was no tap calf last week. Mm. Next time I'm there, I'd like to try to figure out something so that we could do an in person episode. Mm. Uh, yeah, no drinking stream in person, but uh, oh god, no that. Your closest thing you get to a drinking stream is me drunkenly, drunken, drunkenly tweeting out our adventures. But yeah, I didn't even it, manage that this time. It gets pretty rough. Like I was, I was hung over all of Saturday. I just was in my hotel room. Asleep. Oh yeah. Okay, so we were gonna do the Harbor Hopper on it was Saturday, right? Yeah, the yeah. Harbor Hopper. And I, I don't know why, but I just assumed that that you guys like you, Corey and Zach or you, Charlie and Zach, rather, were making plans to come there because obviously I was at home. They weren't all in the same hotel, but they were close. And I, sh I show up and I, I got the tickets and I show up and Corey's not there. Oh, you bought you bought tickets for. All yeah, four yeah. Of us? I didn't realize yeah. you'd paid. Oh, it's OK. Uh, but anyways, I show up. I'm like, where's Corey? And they're like, we don't know. And I got hit by the biggest wave of anxiety. <laughs> I was like, that's not like Corey to just straight up disappear. Um, like, I was like, oh, no, so, like something's happened to him. Like, like what the hell? Um, so I like called it. I called your phone and you didn't you, you were probably sleeping. You didn't wake up. So I called. I was like, got to take one of those electric scooters and like scoot down to your hotel. <laughs> and I was like, uh, this hotel that Corey's staying at probably doesn't have like the biggest privacy rules. I'm just going to call and see if they'll put me through to his room. Of course they did. No questions asked, and uh, and yeah, yeah, that was about what three, and then I was still in bed until like seven or eight. But yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah it was fun trip. Three fun trip. Uh, we did. Zach had it worse pictures. that night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that was. We'll we'll save the rest of that for for yeah, next week's next X2 Thursday. stream. But uh, yeah. That, that's the rough update on what we've been doing. Any any big Star Wars news we want to talk about before tonight's main topic, which is going to be Jedi Survivor discussion? Uh, they're closing the Star Cruiser. That's 
<laughs> kind of fine with me. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good lesson, you know. You, you can't get $5,000 of blood out of a stone for more than... Because it, it's crazy, because it, it opened last March, I believe, and earlier this year in like January, I think, they were already putting out notices that they're uh, turning down the amount of uh, voyages a week. You call it voyages, obviously. You're, you're in a box. You're not moving. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, they were still having trouble filling rooms uh, it's kind of crazy to me that Disney, like, I, I don't think of Disney as like closing these big, um, pro you know, projects, but this one obviously not meant to be. Yeah. Like I was never particularly impressed by anything I saw from it. However, reviews of it for people who had been there were generally pretty positive. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess it was just too prohibitively expensive, which I mean, to me, that was the big thing where that's why I didn't go. Is it, did they say it's because of, uh, I don't think they gave a reason. Yeah. But, but Cause I there's, mean... there's the same report that came out around the same, or yeah, around the same time today about, uh, canceling some of the development they were going to be doing, uh, because of the issues going on with Florida between Disney yeah. and Florida. I can't see that as being related. Um, I mean, it's possible, but I like, I don't know. I feel like most of those employees are probably going to be uh, moved somewhere else in the yeah. park. Like it's already been built. So I like, yeah, I, I don't, I wouldn't guess they're related, but I mean, who knows? Yeah. But uh, small, smallest file in for galactic star cruiser. Um, yeah. I don't know anyone that, that like, and I don't even think Alex and Molly went. So like, no, <laughs> they're yeah. Like if, if they haven't went like, it might not be accessible enough. <laughs> yeah, like, I think uh, I think Jenny Nicholson is gone and she was going to do a video at some point on it. So that'll probably have to be a postmortem at this point now, because uh, I don't mm. think she's released a video on it. Uh, but yep. So the other bit of Star Wars news that's really impacting everyone, I think, for the last few weeks is that you and I forgot to give a letter grade mm. to Dark Journey. Uh, in all the excitement yeah. of a return to NJO, we didn't even give an arbitrary and reductive grade to the book. So do you want to do a, a just a quick throw a letter out and I'll add it to the spreadsheet afterwards? Say a C. C? Yeah, I was thinking the B or C. Uh, I'm going to put it tentatively at a C as well. And then when I'm looking at all our ratings again, I might bump that up or down. We'll probably need to do another uh, re-ranking episode at some point soon, uh, along with our Q&A. Yeah. yeah. But something that I thought got much higher than a C, at least as far as the story goes, mm. is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, we did have a bit of a discussion last episode about some of the performance issues, and there was a patch that was released a couple days ago, as well as one today, I think. Uh, and that I think it was one... announced today. I don't think it was actually... I don't think it's live yet, is it? Okay. Uh... Well, I got back and I had to download a patch that I'd missed while I was gone, which I think is the one that you were having problems with. And then there was another one released mm, yesterday. There yesterday. was one released, yeah. And I, I thought I saw patch notes for another one today, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, so there was patch notes for one today, but I think they said that's going to be released in the next few days. Okay. Um, they've been releasing their patch notes early. So hopefully, I haven't tried it. I'm, I was hoping to play tonight, actually. Well, I'm probably going to play Zelda tonight, but... um. But yeah, I'm doing my uh, my what is it called? Um, 
grand is it is it Jedi Grandmaster yeah. uh difficulty playthrough. And I'm actually really enjoying the 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 balancing of the game mostly and I'm enjoying the game a lot because I I didn't no, I, I did rush through it the first time. Um and this time I'm really slowing down, exploring the planets, and that's well really exploring Kobo. Um and that's really fun. I will say it's a bit frustrating still how you kind of have to wait till near the end of the game till you have all your powers. But um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. But I, I'm having a lot of crashes. Um, the I'm on this. I I actually managed to get through without crashing, but I was stuck on the second Dagangara fight for probably like three days. And yeah, it's hard. But I probably only got like three or four deaths. It would just crash. Um, so hopefully that can be fixed because I'm having I'm having a, just a phenomenal experience playing through it the second time. Yeah, it, it was that just after one of the patches as well? Because I wasn't having any crashing yep. issues, but then it seemed like a bunch of people started complaining about it in the last few days. So, yeah, it was after one of the patches. I was having zero crashing issues. I will say it did feel like performance got a little bit better. I was having zero crashing issues. Um, and yeah, it was that fight in particular was pretty bad, but there were other parts as well um, that were bad, too. Yeah, I saw stability improvements were in the patch notes, so hopefully it mm -hmm. was just like something they accidentally broke that they've now fixed between the two patches, so maybe it'll be better. Because I'm not doing a Grandmaster playthrough, I'm only on Jedi Master, even though like at that point I should probably yeah, just upgrade it and take the, take the extra couple deaths for the ability to say I did it. Yeah. But I'm doing... So I did uh, a full playthrough for the review, and then I streamed just like flying through the story. Now I'm kind of doing uh, yeah. the other story content. There's just like there's so much that's in it that has really cool story elements. So we are going to be going full spoilers on this, everyone. Like nothing will be held back. All all cards on the table. So if you haven't played the game or you care about spoilers, you we're gonna we're going to ruin it for you. Uh, but like once you finish the game and I'm going to do it right now. So get the hell out of here. Uh, after you have the final fight with Bode, there's a bunch of echoes that spawn in the yeah, rest of the game. That. And mm. they're, they're phenomenal. Like that's yeah. kind of the thing that I'm looking for most, which brings me to my main plea for the night. Respawn, add a way to listen to the echoes from the data bank mm. again. Why put a data bank entry of like a sentence saying, this is what happened, blah, if I can't listen to what happened, blah, anymore? Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that is, that is super annoying. Um, you can some, can't you read them if they're recent enough, I think? It might be in like the, the text log, but With like... The recent conversation log or whatever. What I want to do is like gather all the bowed ones and just mm -hmm. go back and listen through like the... Mm -hmm. All the stuff take five minutes have a nice little cry or something and mm -hmm. yeah i noticed there was like uh under the the landing pad on kobo there's like him calling i think it's one of the i think the isb guy Andrews. or is it yeah yeah that was that was cool i, I like mm -hmm. that as well um i'm sure we'll get to that kind of the, the the game definitely did take a surprising turn in the last uh third of the game did they in um, fact have you in the first half they they did have me in the first half, not gonna lie. Um 
But is there anything else you want to talk about, like performance or gameplay wise? I mean, I feel like I feel like maybe we should just start off with that, and then talk about uh, okay. talk about story. Uh, I mean, yeah, performance has been largely disappointing. I think for most people is the the light way to put it. Uh, I'm yeah. I spend most of my time playing Empire at War mods, so like I my expectations for performance have been kind of ruined after the first like the day zero patch my frames went into the 45 on average area and that's that was mm -hmm. fine with me and i i don't mm -hmm. think i've had any crashes i've had a lot of issues with like textures not loading properly though where like cal will end up with a pattern on his face for a few hours until i change out mm -hmm. uh the outfit so that was more annoying for me than the uh performance or crashing has been but yeah that's yeah like on my first go around which i don't know if the game if people who actually played the game had this issue like all my cutscenes were completely broken um like with audio wise and it kind of ruined the game for me um like and in, in the it started with the cutscene where they're escaping from coruscant and the correctly predicted z95s um they say something in the game and their mouth would move and then they'd say it 10 seconds later and yeah. then they repeat it and it's like i've got no fucking clue what's going on i had that issue with one line in one cutscene, but that was the only time i had it so i and that was yeah. my second playthrough as well where it started so or where it happened so i don't know you i don't know if you just got like super unlucky with that or what happened but mm -hmm. i got i had a pretty charmed life with uh game impacting bugs i think mm-hmm um yeah that's uh that was yeah that, that was shitty otherwise what did you think of the did, did it do enough gameplay wise for you to kind of satisfy satisfy you as a sequel or no i i think it did like the combat wise i think it kept a lot of work from the first game it really built on it with the different saber styles like the blaster style i wasn't expecting to like at all but i loved it Dual Saber, I thought I'd like a lot more than I ended up liking it. Uh, but even the cross guard stuff, I wasn't that interested in. I think like all five are different enough that uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on there. I do miss the the freeze ability, like mm. the right bumper one, I think it was for mm. for Fallen Order. But I got over that pretty quickly. Like the the additional content is so much better than Fallen Order. The world feels so much better than Fallen Order like both in how you interact with it and the story stuff that we'll get to later. Like I, I think it did really what it needed to do. I don't know what else I'd really ask for. Yeah. I, um, I quite, I was the same with the dual saber on my first playthrough, but playing on Grandmaster, it's like my best friend. Um, the, like the, and the attack canceling. Yeah. What, Cause the parry window on Grandmaster is so small, mm -hmm. uh, that, yeah, I use that a lot, and I, I even use the uh, the auto parry quite a bit, like against Deg and Gera, my second fight. Like I had the thing like, where you hold the button and then. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It probably also helps that like I'm a probably a higher level too. Like I've got I think seven or eight canisters at this point. Um, mm -hmm. I think I finished the game with like five on my first playthrough. Um, the only one that I haven't really used is conversely, I'll say the cross guard. It's it feels too slow now. Um, on to, Grandmaster, I think it definitely like the the long wind up with no real time to respond. I think that's yeah, probably, 
Like what I well, what I was doing was like using the blaster stance to break down the guard, and then I'd have cross guard as the secondary, so that once they're kind of stunned, then you can get in one attack with it. But other than mm -hmm. that, when I was trying to play on like doing any fights on Grandmaster, I just it was kind of useless. Yeah. Um what I have been doing a lot is switching to um switching to a heavy or a different sword, usually the single once I break the guard, because he can actually do it really quickly. Um, but yeah, it's kind of sucks because I, I went pretty much all uh, Claymore on my, on my first playthrough, but you know, this difficulty is not really possible. Um, there are some really hard fights in, in the game. The Rancor one is brutal. The spawn of Ogdo Bogdo is just, ugh, I was ranting on that about Twitter for, for a few days. Um, not fun. Not fun. Have you done the double Rancor fracture? No, I um, haven't yet. No, did you? Yeah, because I I did the the Rancor fight in the cave, and I thought it was really hard. Like I turned on Purity to do it because I was just getting annoyed. Because Purity yeah. is the new game plus perk where uh, there's one that lets you change the enemy spawns, and there's one that makes it so that uh, like everyone basically dies right away from any damage. It makes it more realistic. Uh, yeah. So when I've been trying to cheese different boss fights, I'll turn on Purity because I wasn't really particularly caring about the the accolades of beating it on a high difficulty. So I did that mm -hmm. with the Rancor because it's going to one shot you anyways. Mm -hmm. And then I just like sliced it two or three times after dying in 20 regular fights. But then I went and did the Fracture like first time basically against the two rancor so i don't know mm. if it was just easier or if or something got, maybe yeah i don't know what it was but it, it just that fight was like nothing hmm. that is interesting i wonder why it was so much easier um i did try the double ogdo bogdo one and it didn't feel twice as hard but it didn't feel easier i'll say <laughs> that um i haven't done ogdo bogdo yet so it's it's frustrating because I, th I thought Ogdo Bogdo in the first game was a really good fight. Um, it's it's really difficult. It does like the classic Souls thing of throwing a hard boss you don't need to fight right into your way. And there's mm -hmm. some people like I remember I beat it because honestly, I'm just so stubborn. Uh, I think a lot of people end up too. Um, but there were the fight was good because the, the ripping the tongue was really was a really fun moment. Um, you could also get the jump on it and get a bunch of damage right off the bat. That's another kind of pretty classic souls move. And this one, it loses the tongue rip ability and the tongue is an instant kill now, uh, regardless of your health yeah. and the, the, the hit box is, is a little bit broken as well at times. Um, so, uh, for me, that just removed a lot of the fight. It was just a little janky overall. One thing this game does that I didn't notice on lower difficulties, you have to do a lot of dodging with jumps, which you only really had to do with like a couple of bosses at the end of uh, Fallen Order. So it's been kind of interesting. I think that made me just by default better at Survivor than Fallen Order because my my reflex in Fallen Order was always to jump rather than dodge. Like I'd just mm -hmm. be jumping around the fight and then uh, occasionally I'd dodge or parry instead. So like the double bladed lightsaber feels a lot more conducive to that in the dual blades even like anything with two lightsabers I guess I don't know if that's just me but mm -hmm. it definitely feels easier that way yeah yeah I'm trying to think of what any other fights in the game that were really hard um, 
Ravis was so easy the first time through, and then when I mm-hmm. went through on a higher difficulty, he got like way harder proportionally than anyone else did. Mm, that's interesting. I'm not quite there yet, so I'm curious to see whether I I I I will say I found the uh, the second the second um, Dagangara fight really fun actually, but not like significantly not super difficult, but really fun. Uh, I'm curious to see Vader too because I know like for him I died a few times on my first playthrough, but I feel like it was just because I was you're playing as Seer and it kind of feels like you can just power through it when really you do have to be a little bit more careful. But um, I think that one's mostly difficult because of mental state more than anything. Yeah, like I I struggled with Vader the most on my review playthrough, uh, and I was only doing that on Jedi Knight, so I was going into the the fight on jedi master for the stream playthrough thinking like oh this is going to be a good hour or two but then i think it only took me two two or three tries it was really Mm -hmm. not bad at all whereas ravis was the complete opposite where like i just turbo stomped him on normal and then or on jedi knight and then when i tried to fight him on jedi master like i think i turned the difficulty down when i was fighting Mm -hmm. him because i just didn't want to deal with it i don't know if you saw alex's experience with it but he was, I think he had like three days of streaming where he was trying to fight him on Grandmaster. Oh, jeez. Like two He's full good at streams. Those games too, yeah. He went on Twitter and was, I think he tagged Respawn and said he'd like some words with whoever designed that fight. <laughs> and so, so I don't Alex know if you have, ever. yeah. <laughs> you might be in for, in for a time. I don't know. I'm pretty, I must be pretty close, right? Because I think you... You do the, uh, and this kind of goes and segues nicely into the next point. I think you go to the surface to to fight um, Dagon, and then you go in like the Lucre Hulk, and I think you go back up to the space station to fight or the moon to fight um, Revis right after that. But yeah, I, could, I think that's how that works. Yeah, it, it gets pretty compressed of like Dagon two, Ravis to Dagon three. Mm-hmm. Or my first time through, I was thinking that was a lot longer of a time than. Uh, that it actually turned out being my second time through. Like when I did the the first time, I really thought like when I beat Dagon and you go to Jet, I was like, okay, game's over. I'm just gonna pop this out the end game in an hour. Oh, what a nice long Jetta Jetta sequence I'm getting. This is fun. Mm-hmm. And then turns out there's like three or four hours more of the game. Uh, yeah, I do still feel like that is the the structure of the game is still maybe the weakest part of it uh other than technical issues like even playing through it a second time i'm still rolling my eyes about how it sends you back and forth to the same yeah. two or three planets over and over again um i like the expanded kobo i think it's great they did though so but i'm not sure if it was worth the loss of detail on the other planets. Like I, I really would have liked, I think a second, like a second planet with a bit more substance to it. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I was a bit ahead of you when we were starting our review playthroughs. And I think I even messaged you saying like you bounce back and forth. If I'm told to go to Jetta again after this, I'm going to be, pissed. Than, it was like two more times where they did yeah. that. Like, yeah. I think, I think that kind of covers over the fact that there are there is more to to Kobo for sure, but also Jetta and compared to any of the Fallen Order planets. And I think even uh, 
the Shattered Moon and not quite Coruscant, but it's up there. I don't know. Like, I didn't really find much on the Shattered Moon, to be honest. Like, I didn't do any exploring. But uh, think of what's in any of the planets in Fallen Order. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, I'm thinking about Kashyyyk. Like, there was a lot on that planet. There's a lot on um on Bogot. Uh, what's it called? Zepho. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I maybe I I think I'd agree with Jetta, but I'm not sure I agree with uh with the the Shattered Moon. I think the like, Shattered Moon is close to size in Bagano. Like, there's a lot on it, but like. There's not a lot to explore, I guess. Like a lot of it's you're just going like encountering it as you it, as you go through the linear part of it. But uh, I'm not necessarily convinced there's a whole lot to actually explore. Like I, I got the 85 without exploring when I did my story playthrough. I think yeah. like there's definitely not as many extras for it, but it's it doesn't seem to count the exploration the same as the collectibles, which it didn't fall in order. I think. Mm-hmm. Because you can yep. have the planet 100% explored without touching any of the collectibles. Whereas in Fallen Order, you could have the planet 100% explored, but it's not 100% explored unless you mm-hmm. get the collectible in the area. So I think it can be a bit misleading there. Though, That's fair. Uh, there, there's not that many collectibles, but there are like the, the extra fractures uh, in there. And I think the use of space is better in Jedi Survivor. Mm-hmm. Where Fallen Order, there was so much where it was like, go back through and do this thing that you've already done six times, except maybe there's going to be two different, uh, two different enemy types. Whereas in Jedi survivor that maybe happens twice for a section. Mm. And at most you end up with areas where it's like, okay, get back to the city on Kobo, but you can fast travel through those. Yeah. Um, I, I was that was one of the positives. Um, Fallen Order's story time was really um, spread out by having to do so much back traveling, especially on I forget which planet it was that had the the most. But uh, yeah, you, it saves a lot of time by giving you that uh, that teleport feature while still keeping the game, I think, probably longer overall. So so yeah, definitely credit for that. I think the shortcuts were much better as well, where they did a mm-hmm. much better job of keeping like the central hub and the different spokes to it without mm-hmm. feeling repetitive or too claustrophobic. Where like I think Nova Garen did it pretty well, but there were a few places where it did say like shortcut unlocked when you go up an elevator, but then there's a door you have to unlock. And yeah. once or twice I missed the door. I just go up the elevator, see shortcut unlock, jump off, and then die and have to go through the entire level again. Which yeah. was annoying. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, the map is all, like it, it's quite helpful. The shortcuts are definitely good. Um, I thought there was some the, like the actual exploration was a little more clever in this one as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm a I, I was a fan of that, especially on Kobo. Obviously, there's even a few places in the post game where it does or not even necessarily post-game, but like some of the side quest stuff where it reuses certain areas. Mm-hmm. But it changes it a bit, which is both good because it's a new way to go through it, and also bad because the map isn't fully updated for it. It's just like an obstacle gets put there. Yeah. Like, have you done any of the bounty hunting stuff? Only the ones that I've naturally run into. Okay. Yeah. 
there that sends you back to an area where it does like a full-on mission or two or mm-hmm. two areas and i got lost in both of them because of the way it changed the environment right so i struggled getting through or back in ways that just weren't made clear by it like i enjoyed yep. how much of that side stuff they had and how much like there was elements to it with like fully fleshed out plots that were going on because there was yep. really none of that in fallen order no there's not it was a bit it wasn't perfect but i did really yeah. like it yeah um i will say i even even in terms of the the bounty hunters i, I have thought i wish there was more enemy variety in the game generally yeah. um like i was expecting there to be maybe like one kind of new faction like I, I, I didn't expect when playing for the first time that those same Kobo enemies would be there throughout the entire game. I guess, yeah. um, which they were okay. Like I, to me though, like the super battle droid in particular, it's not a very fun enemy to fight. Um, it had a bit of like, Repcom vibes almost. It did, yeah. Especially with the uh, like, they're just it for one. It's not fun to fight a droid that you got to slash through a million times. Um, but like, especially where it's got that quick fire charge shot and the rocket, I thought that was kind of a not very fun combo. Um, whereas the uh, the assassin droids, I thought were really fun to fight. Um, but yeah, I definitely thought there was going to be kind of some different enemy variety uh, introduced, especially where they reuse the empire. Um, I was just expecting a little more, a little more in that. Even the, uh, I, I was a little disappointed by the the animals too. Um, like I was expecting a bit more variety in the kind of optional mini bosses. It's really only the Rancor and Ogdo Bogdo, I think, that are kind of the unique um, enemy bosses, or sorry, uh, optional bosses. The other ones are kind of like the other animals, anyways, are kind of just like legendary versions of the ones you fight, or sometimes it's like two that you fight. Um, so I was yeah. a little disappointed by that. Yeah, I there's a. There's one or two on Jetta that are unique, but you don't even fight the thing that uh, that you tag and when you get to Kobo. So what's the point? I want to slice what? the giant dinosaur thing. Oh, but did you climb up him? I haven't. No. If you use mind control on him, he lowers his head, and then you can uh, climb up his uh, his 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 neck, and he drops you off in a area with a bunch of stuff. That's mixed messages. How doesn't so? doesn't Cal yell at BD for doing that at the start? It does. Okay, well, let's try to keep it together, Respawn. Yeah, because BD's going to see that and think it's okay to do. He doesn't understand that Cal knows what he's doing. Yeah. Cal is a little abusive to BD in places. Like, mm-hmm. next time, you better get crushed by the wrongs. Yeah, seriously. Um, BD was fun, though. I like when he... Uh, when Cal gets the little uh, crystals or the tears or whatever, and he sits like a person next to him, <laughs> like with his legs facing forward, I thought that was hilarious. Um, what did you think of the, the cast of characters in this one? Did you think the original crew was used well? Yeah, I I liked how everyone was used largely. Like, I didn't think I'd care about Bode going in, but he was a real standout for me. I thought all the original crew were handled really well. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, Cordova felt a little bit just like he was kind of there. I think he was the weakest of any of the major characters, but uh, a lot of the, even just the side people on Kobo were pretty cool. The The ones that fall short the most are 
Jetta, where like the only NPCs are the anchorites, and they're all just literally the exact same. So, mm. yeah, I um, I wish that they. I think it would have been cool. Like maybe even just a nice a nice way to to really round the game out could have been a little mission with uh, Seer going off because yeah. to me she was the one I, I felt like was a bit underused because you you obviously you spend time with Grease and Marin. Um, I feel like it would have been nice to take a a mission with Seer and maybe maybe she teaches you a force power or something. Uh, it could have been an excuse just to go off world and do something kind of a bit you know away from the plot a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely the tension between her and Cal that was sort of resolved, but not entirely. Or I guess it, it does get resolved right before she dies. Mm -hmm. But yeah. maybe having part of the fight on Jetta be them together before Cal runs off somehow. That doesn't really work with what happened, but they could change what happened, so it doesn't... Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, even if you just... Before you go on that last mission uh, of the game, even just have one where you go off together and throw that in and then come back. And, yeah. Yeah, send her to Kobo to find one of the... Or ideally a new planet. <laughs> Look, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to give them as much, as much rope here as possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they could have done something a bit earlier rather than having Nova Garon at the end be entirely its own thing there but. yeah that was a bit weird i'm i i also thought it was a bit weird how like i liked the idea of cal turning to the dark side or not turning but you know like you're just a little I dark guess, side a little dark side i do feel like it was weird how they throw it in as like a the, the gameplay special ability and i do think it made the end of the game a little too easy at least on my first yeah. playthrough um where you just spam it even in like the last battle, and you can even use it once you beat the game. I thought that was a little bit weird. Um, I yeah. I wasn't really getting much luck using it with Bode because the buildup is so long. Like using it getting out of Nova Garon is super easy because they just throw the enemies at you so you can blow through them all with it. Like that Dark mm. Trooper fight against 18 of them would be much harder without it. But mm -hmm. even in the that last pit on Kobo and then the Bode fight, when you're like activating the array, I was really struggling to build up the bar enough to ever actually use it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you'll find yeah. the same thing when going through on Grandmaster. Because I think on Jedi Knight, what difficulty did you do the your first playthrough on? Jedi Knight. Yeah, I think that it like basically is available immediately or doesn't take much to charge up on that. Yeah. I'm yep. assuming Grandmaster is going to be even rougher. Like I think I was mm -hmm. in the, I was I was on the lower platform in the latter half of the Bode fight before I was able to turn it on, and I didn't really get many attacks on him. So I I don't think you'll have the same experience on Grandmaster with that. Him. Makes sense. Like I, I'd say like if I play through an hour not dying that much, I'll have the the special ability use used once. Like it yeah. takes forever to charge up. So that makes sense. Yeah, so I, I don't think that'll be as big a problem for you. But mm -hmm. I I am kind of worried about Cal story-wise for the next one because of it. Like, I think there's a definite uh, parallel they're setting up with in this story, at least between, like, Cal and Dag and Centauri and Marin, where mm -hmm. I think Marin even says, like, I want how could they have been together for so long and she was blind to 
what happened to him. And it's like, eh. yeah, or at least Marin is being more proactive about it. But I, I did laugh when she hit him with with the with the the teen comedy or the teen drama. This isn't you, babe moment when he's using <laughs> the dark side. You're not like this. What do you want her to say? Yeah, yeah, do it. Do it now. I just thought the fact that she literally said this isn't you. I was like, OK, she went there. <laughs> Thankfully, the there, like, I feel like if the story would have been really bad, which obviously it wasn't, that would have been a moment that people got people memed on pretty heavily. She's literally like, hold on, babe, this isn't you. I don't like the way you act when you're around him. <laughs> you're not you when you're <laughs> drinking. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else? I guess gameplay related. While we're on that, we should probably talk about the companion system stuff. Because like, I found myself going back to the Jeddah Desert as often as I could, because that's the only place you can reliably go, reliably go even post game, where you mm -hmm. always have someone with you. I wish there was more of the more of that in the game, but I did really like what we got of it. I really like Jeddah as a whole. Uh, I think we both said we were playing through the the first linear sequence. You have is one of the I think my favorite parts of the game. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, the companion system is fun and it, it remains being very useful on, um, on higher difficulties because the, the, I don't think the recharge actually changes or it doesn't change very much. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really good in that sense. Um, it's not, it's obviously not very deep or anything like that. I do like how, even if you're not actually calling them in, they're still somewhat active. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was cool. It does make everything much easier, but so I was like when I was walking up to one of the mini boss fights on Jetta in yeah. the in the desert, like, oh, this is going to be so easy. Marin's here. But then she's like, I think you need to face this one alone. Oh, yeah. The, and, the, the scorpion or whatever. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? I could go die because of this motherfucker. And you're thinking I need to face this on my own. Seriously. No, but I do. I do appreciate just how much dialogue there is like between that like just running around in the desert with Marin collecting shit and the many, many times that I've gone between planets in the post game, there's mm -hmm. still a bunch of unique dialogue that I'm hearing for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Fallen Order was like that too. You really have to play for a while to get the last bit of dialogue out. Yeah. I was surprised how much of it they had with like just the, the end game party of Grease, Kata and Marin. Like mm -hmm. Kata kind of doesn't join the party until the game is over but yeah. there is so much that she says to the other two or to cal that like they really expect you to put in some hours after you're done yeah yeah for sure with that being said i guess let's talk about story now uh obviously the the story starts off on coruscant i don't want to say the uh the marketing wasn't really misleading because i think a lot of us um a lot of us kind of expected this but yeah they they knock that Imperial Senator out really quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, you knock the, what is it, Seventh Sister? Whatever sister Ninth it is. Sister. Yeah. Ninth Sister. That was a fun fight, too. You get done with that really quickly. Um, yeah, what did you uh, what did you think of the Coruscant section? Do you wish that there had been more about that or that it had been later on? I think it I think it serves as a really good opening. Like, it's an exciting planet. You're familiar with it. Everyone's excited to go there. Yeah. Uh, it is a bit obvious, like, oh, they're just going to kill all of these characters. Yeah. But, like, they just set up so many red shirts in that. Uh, so it was, you don't really get attached to anyone except for kind of Bode. Is, he's the only one that's going to make it out. It is a bit weird going back and watching that first trailer 
uh where mm. like the the senator has the lightsaber and everything like it seems like it's setting up more of a relationship for the game for them yeah uh but yeah. that doesn't bother me too much yeah um it was especially obvious for us because the section we played in la it had the the data bank and it said it basically just said cal's mission saw his entire crew die so yeah. I was like, I, I, I didn't have a whole lot of hopes going in. <laughs> yeah, well, I was trying to think from the perspective of everyone who wasn't cheating like us. But I think they even told us directly, like, yeah, everyone's dead. Now go play this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that, that, that part was fun. I agree. Uh, I wish there'd been a bit more of Coruscant, but it's going to be a hard planet. Eventually, one game is really going to tackle it going to be tough just because of the sheer size of the planet like mm-hmm. either you're really going to have to limit the open world in some very fake feeling way or it's going to be just pure linear um yeah and then uh, i i, I quite like the introduction to kobo too i really love grease's cantina uh it's very cozy um i like that it's you know populated by more people the more you play um i like the the auto chess segment which i didn't even find on my first uh my first playthrough that's that's quite fun um i still haven't done anything with the fish tank yet so yeah i think uh i think scuba steve or whatever his name is i, I don't know if i've never seen him steve. yeah uh but i think he's a much better character than turgle i don't know why people are pretending they like turgle but fuck turgle he's just he's silly yeah he's a silly little boy scuba is so much better i but... haven't even met him I think he's by, you know, that like double Imperial gate. Like there's mm. the two green force fields you go through to get to part of the mm. map. I think he's there. Yeah. It's okay. the place that's by one of the, uh, one of the ancient or one of the high Republic training sites. Okay. Cool. Uh, but I, I was thinking even when we were in LA, like, once you get to that first cutscene with Grease, I was just like, I'd I'd watch this. Like this is, I would just watch this as a movie. Like the yeah. characters are all so good, Grease is especially really good. But yeah. I think all of them. Cal is the least interesting of them, but that's kind of just protagonist yeah. being able to project stuff on it. And I'm really interested with where his story could go from here. Uh, I think that's going to be a lot. There's a lot of directions that could go with the third game. Yeah, like I'm I'm curious mostly about obviously there'll be some form of time jump, whether it's a year or six yeah. months. Well, I'm kind of curious whether they it's it's a lot bigger than that. Well, it's there's 14 years after Jedi Survivor until the Empire's beaten at Endor at least. So if it's mm-hmm. another five years, then whatever Cal's finale is doesn't look good for him. Like, I don't know if they go so far in the future that the playable character is Kata instead of Cal, which would no help way. them reset. Not for the uh, next game, I don't think. I feel like she's going to get something at some point, but yeah, I I do think Cal will be the playable character. But like, if if we're really going dark side Cal, then having Cal as the mentor figure, you solve mm. the problem where Cal is super powerful by this point without resetting his powers. <sighs> And then you can have him like dark side Cal as a boss fight. So I forget. Does she show, show force sensitivity in the game? I've only been through the end once, so I can't remember. 
I I don't know that she actually shows it. She might, but like in Star Wars, they always do that. And mm-hmm. then Seer says you have to show her. Uh, I remember her... she mentions it. Yeah. Yeah, and like Star Wars never cares about the light or dark side when it comes to non-force sensitives. Han's allowed mm. to be as angry as he wants. It's just the the powerful right. ones. Yeah, I, I I definitely could see a game where you play like you know the first seventy five percent, sort of like um I don't know if you ever played The Last of Us where you play, uh you know you you play as Joel or Cal for the first you know three quarters and then something happens and she's got to, you know, fight him, turn him back, whatever. And then maybe it switches back to him for the end of the game. I, like, I don't think he's, I don't think Cal's going to end up going to die as a, as a bad guy or anything. I hope. Um, I don't, like for me, I, I feel like they purposefully left. Like, I, I feel like the Tantalor thing was a purposeful choice to just, because they didn't know necessarily like, like Cal could, could be there till the first order if he wanted because of how the planet is set up. It's literally like a planet yeah. no one can get to and no one can go to. Um, so I don't necessarily think that was an accident. Yeah, like with so much of the theme of this game being obsession, where like it's Dagon's obsession with Tantalor, Bode's obsession with like protecting his daughter, blinding him to like blinding both of them to being able to accomplish what their actual goal is. I think. Mm-hmm. With Cal, it means that his story has to involve him being able to step back from the fight with the Empire in some way, yeah. or else he will just be dark side. So, yeah, I could definitely see it being a thing where you focus just more on the Jedi path stuff and getting people out of there. But I will say, I feel like Dagon was the weakest part of the game. Um, As a character? A- yeah. I feel like I, f- I feel like he needed to be in it more. I feel like we needed to learn more about his kind of fall. Um, that could have been cool, like a go back in time and play him for a bit. But um, like I, like I still feel like we don't fully know why he fell to the dark side. Obviously, he felt betrayed by the order, um, but I don't really know if that's enough for me. Ah. Uh... I don't know. I feel like there's enough there that I'm not like unclear on how it happened, but mm-hmm. I definitely do think that if anyone could have used more exploration, I think you're right. It probably would be him. But because I think just I, more of what he's doing, like while Cal's out and about, would have been fine. I think. Yeah. Well, he's like, just waiting for Cal to unlock all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Is. I don't know. I feel like he he at the very least does his purpose for the game of like he's very clearly there to set up the obsession stuff. I think you get enough of his frustration with the council. You use him to set up the return of Opa Rancisis for uh, for Jedi Redemption and mm-hmm. uh, I think yeah, that, I, I expect him to show up in phase three of the High Republic books in some way actually at this point. Mm, that'd but, be interesting. Uh, or would he? I don't know, because he might actually be in his happy little chamber by the time Phase 3 happens. Because it's pretty soon after the uh, great disaster that Santari cuts his arm off. How soon is it? Because do we know? I don't think we know exactly, but it didn't seem like it was that long after the moon got shattered. 
I didn't really get a feeling either way, to be honest, about the length after that. Yeah, I I think there's definitely enough that it's what like it's I think a thirty year period that the from when the Nile start attacking to when we next hear someone say the Nile War is over, Uh, and that's like people talking about it as a thing that happened a while ago. Yeah, it's like two thirty two or something, but. Yeah, I thought it was a bit weird they didn't explicitly say it was the Nile till I think the very end. Yeah, it's I don't know, does it say No, I guess it, it does say Nile Nile in the audio in the subtitles, at the end, but in the subtitle well, earlier on, yeah. Yeah, it, earlier on it says it substitutes the word Nile for Marauder, like near yeah, the says, beginning. Yeah, it says like Raiders and then in parentheses Nile. Yeah. Yeah, which was really weird um cuz you'd think like that's the kind of thing where if you throw that in your game, like the word Nihil, just because it's, you know, it's an interesting word as well, mm-hmm. um, then that's the kind of thing where like someone's going to Google it and then maybe get interested in reading the books. So I feel like they could have maybe played on that a bit more. Yeah. yeah I, I think the, the general High Republic connection is enough for, for that. Whereas like if you say the Nile attacked rather than Raiders, I think it was just a... A clarity issue or i could i could see it going either way like i i can understand mm. the decision they made even though having uh having them actually say nile earlier on would probably be nice how did they get to tantalor the nile yeah i they have did they, did uh, they go through the i think they'd still have mari santaka right so i don't know if like their path she, engines... just, she just brute forced it through yeah like their yeah. hyperspace stuff works differently the way they navigate so i don't know if they'd be able to just go through from that which makes it not a great refuge from the nile uh but from anyone else from the empire well darth vader can do that stuff he can do like the force hyperspace jumping too though so but it seemed like the what mari is doing is different from the chiss skywalkers or general yeah she's force just like stuff. Uh, yeah she's just like isn't she like doing it where she's like just calculating it really fast in her head. Well, if you think of like normal hyperspace as a bunch of highways, like going through the hyperspace routes, but then did you see the video in like 2008 of the guy who like fucking armored up his, his bulldozer and was just like trucking through malls and everything? That's yep. Mari Santeca in the Nile. Mm. So she's just plowing through buildings and everyone else is going nice and orderly. Yeah, good for her. Good for but- her. Um, do you, do you think, okay, let's, uh, I'm going to throw some names out here and who do you think is surviving the trilogy? Okay. So we got Grease, Marin, yep. Kata, Cal. I think all of them will, except maybe Cal. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think they're going to kill Grease. Um, and I don't think they're going to kill Marin. I think Cal maybe. Uh, Kata, I don't, I don't see that. What Kata, Kata, I'm like zero percent chance on her dying. Marin, I was scared for a few times at the end of the game. I don't think they could, would, or should kill her. Grease, I'm fifty-fifty on not making it out of the next game. It just seems too obvious to me. Yeah, um, but like if you feel like, like you gotta he, kill someone, then. It's- yeah, he's just like the 
the like stock version. If they do that, he'll just feel it to me like the stock version of the innocent guy who gets mm-hmm. pulled into something else beyond him. And like, like that's what I felt like a bit in the book when he got his arm chopped off. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't hate it, I guess, if they did it properly. I'd be open to it. But yeah, I'm not sure I want him to go. It's definitely the cliche thing to do. But I mean, cliches are cliches. Yeah, it's just it feels like if they do it, it's going to be it's going to feel a lot like um, how it happens in the book where like he comes out of nowhere to like ram something with his ship or like Mm -hmm. save Cal from a dark side or something. Oh, 100 percent. The Mantis does not survive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not likely. Not likely. Do you have do you want to throw your hat in the ring for a for a game name prediction? Oh, that's a good one. Cuz um, mine's redemption. I'm going with redemption. Hmm. That's a good one. I like that. I was going to say uh, let me think. It's going to say Jedi Order. It's just too close to Fallen Order though. <laughs> But yeah, the, so just order as the, yeah, the final thing. Yeah, but I, f- I forgot the first one was called it was called Fallen Order. Um, Redemption, that's a good one. I feel like it may be a bit generic. Is my would be my I only mean, thing, Survivor. But... Yeah, Fallen Order. <laughs> Maybe just like Jedi survived. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jedi still surviving. What if they just called it Star Wars Jedi Knight? And just just to further confuse the the dark forces, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, all that, just like throw it even more in disarray <laughs> with another Jedi Knight game. Well, if that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. But like not just Jedi colon Knight, it has to be Jedi colon Jedi Knight. Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. I like the, uh, speaking of, I did like there was a clear Kyle Katarn outfit in the game. Yeah. I've been using that. I use that one and the, uh, the, the Jedi Jedi robes quite a bit. Yeah, I've been, I've been switching it up more than I thought I would. And I'm even still finding some stuff that I want to use. I'm at the point where finding more lightsaber emitters just does nothing for me. But like, oh I, yeah, I've had my lightsaber set up for a while. I, I switched over to the wooden textures when I found those because I thought that was a neat idea. But beyond that, I've kind of just stuck with the same hardware. I'm kind of surprised there's no High Republic robe. That's a little disappointing to yeah, me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like Even for beating the game, that would have been a good one. Yeah, like beating the Dagon fight and like the cutscene is just him putting it on. That would have been yeah. that would have been choice. Like like at the beginning of Terminator when he like knocks the guy or he kills the guy and takes his his shoes and shit. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit weird. I, I've been surprised that I've been uh, I've been varying my lightsaber color more than usual. I usually just stick with blue, but uh, I've been doing yellow. I've been doing uh, purple. Purple with the dual sabers looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you used party at all? No, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't fuck with that. Me off. Yeah, I'm not into that. I I almost always use yellow for everything, and in my current playthrough, I've been using that for most of it. But like my review playthrough, I did purple. I might go back to purple a little bit. Like, Actually, I, I haven't I been do, like do I haven't been doing yellow. I've been using orange, orange, not yellow. I like the orange one a bit more, but uh, but yeah, they look very similar. So I, I I'm not gonna dock any points for you for that. If I, I am gonna I'm gonna say something that you're not gonna like though. It's about the book. It is about the book. 
Hey, go ahead. Look, I'm not saying that the book is fantastic. We we already got into this on Twitter a little bit, but I do think the book does help explain things about their relationships and why the group fell apart that you don't really get from first game. The first game? But does it give you anything that's not in the second game? Was, yes. That was kind of my... Okay. I feel like I had a better understanding about what was going on with all of them and why their goals were different from reading the book than if I had just gone first game to second game. I don't think you have to do it, but I think that there is enough in there about what their goals were and how they were acting when they were going around together that it you do get something out of it. Okay. Okay. Can't say I agree. Um, I feel like most of what's in the, the, the book is covered by a couple conversations in the game, but... I think Seer yeah. is the one that benefits the most from it. Like, you get a bit about, like, oh, Marin's out there sleeping with everyone, and I think that's balanced out by the fact that the book is overly horny and where it, like, detracts from any of the growth from Marin by having it all there. But I think mm -hmm. the conflict with Cal and Seer is better having read the book. Because you just start out with them being tense. The game doesn't really explain the differences they see over what Seer's trying to do or what Cal is trying to do. And mm -hmm. I think because we did read the book, it's hard to separate what we knew or what makes sense or what we got out of reading the book versus not. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's fine. I just, it's just, I don't know. There wasn't a point in the game where I was like, okay, it feels like, it feels like something clicked here from the book, or like it feels like I really benefited. But I see where you're coming from. I just didn't do it for me. Look again. I'm not saying it's a great book, but I don't think it adds nothing. Okay. Okay. But what about that smooch scene? Well. Uh, how'd you feel with the smooch scene? I feel like it was a lot more than a smooch. Like, I don't know if people just ignored the fact that they kiss at night and he gets up from the fire in the morning. No, like, no, no, not that one. The first one. Oh, the, um, you mean the, the crossing the, the bridge with the, or crossing the gorge with the, uh, yeah, the, the kiss they have yeah. before the most insane three minutes of gameplay that you don't actually play. Yeah, I was shocked we didn't fight that thing at all. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought that was I thought that was good. Um, so <laughs> it was he. kind of it was kind of funny how the the book plays like that. Are they aren't are they not going to with their relationship? And then like instantly, like two minutes into the game, and they're like, yeah. But um, uh, I mean, I feel like that it's five years. Like this is two years after the book. So hmm. I feel like you're getting the setup of like Marin starting to realize yeah. how Cal feels or how she might feel. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I do I just, disagree. The the thing I disagree with most about criticism of the book is the idea that like it and I know this isn't what you're saying, where mm -hmm. like the takeaway people had that like, oh, this book is awful because it somehow is a slap in the face to like Cal and Marin shippers. Like, no, if you read the I don't see how anyone could possibly come away from the book not taking it as a pro Cal and Marin thing. Like even Fret says in the book, like, oh, he's into you and I think you like him as well. But I think it's like, it's a 
a thing with fans who are especially young. And I think we've talked about this with other characters in Star Wars, where it's like they take it as there's there can only be one true ship and mm-hmm. anything even before then that goes away from that is somehow an argument against them ending up together, which is just not how life works. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think it's just a lot of young Star Wars fans with weird ideas about relationships. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah, I think that's that sums it up pretty well. The relationship. Are they ever going to have their own kids or is Kata just? I would like them to. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, how much the in the game focuses on, you know, they didn't have their parents and look what happened to them. Then it seems pretty clear that they're going to be mommy and daddy for her. Yeah, they're definitely they're stepping in in that role for her, but they could also have other kids there. Like I was yeah. I was actually a little disappointed that like from the trailer uh, and this is mostly just me not paying enough attention. It seemed like Marin was using a bit more standard force powers rather than just using the uh, the Night Sister magic stuff. So I, I was hoping right. for a bit more cross pollination in that for her at least, mm-hmm. and even for Cal because like we do get Cal using some Night Sistery stuff with her pendant, but I was kind of hoping we get a bit more overlap for them. I mean, there's going to be a lot of overlap for them in the in the Mantis, but I meant power wise. <sighs> Yeah, that that old bunk's gonna get some action again, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I was, I'm kind of curious to see how they handle Marin. We, I mean, I think a lot of this is stuff we talked about in the book when we were talking with the book with her using the dark side force powers. So I don't necessarily want to retread all that, but I'm excited to see the next game. I'll be frustrated if they're all separate again. I'll say that. Yeah, I I don't think they'll do that again. Like, no, I think it's all together. Whatever happens, yeah. That that would be that would be really disappointing, actually. Yeah. But uh, I think Bode is the biggest thing we've we've kind of touched on him, but we haven't gone super deep on that. What did you think about his him as a character overall, or him as a as an antagonist, especially? I didn't um, feel as much about him, his betrayal, as I was... I don't know. I feel like they played their hand a little too heavy on that scene where they're in Jeddah before the actual betrayal, like where it's so obvious. He's like, yeah. well, we should go together to scout it. I wish they hadn't done that. Um, otherwise, I like. I really liked how his relationship with Cal was seeming to be like he was calling him brother and stuff at the end. I really liked that. Um and I guess in hindsight, there are some hints too, kind of about his betrayal. But um, yeah, I, I do think how clearly it was kind of foreshadowed took away from it a bit. Uh, but overall, I thought it was it was pretty good. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was pretty good. I think uh, I think the heavy handedness with some of it is kind of necessary for it. Like I, you could do less of it and then have the betrayal be more of a twist. But I think that would take away from how well I think his character was handled, where he's manipulating Cal, but there's also, like, he clearly feels they have a genuine relationship as well, and he's very conflicted Mm -hmm. about it. 
And I I do think it's one of the best ways that Star Wars, like any Star Wars story, has handled what the core of the the attachment rules actually mean, like what the basis mm. of that is. Because yeah. it because that's really what Bode's problem is. He wants to go to Tantalor by himself because he's so scared. Yeah, where he is putting the he's putting Kata so high above everything else and he's so worried about her mm-hmm. that he's tunnel visioning on that and in a lot of ways what he's doing is understandable because that's his daughter mm-hmm. and he's trying to bring Cal and Marin and Grease into this because he what he's doing is selfish and Marin calls that out to Cal afterwards but it's also like if you think about it from his perspective like what he's doing is at least understandable and it's not that he's like out here being this machiavellian manipulator on cal it's that like he wants to survive he wants Cotus to survive most of all and now he's made this friend they have a way that they could get away and cal wants to bring in all these other people and like sure it'd be great to help everyone else but every other person we bring in increases the risk to us we can't worry about them we have to worry about surviving all we can do is survive and I think that makes sense. And having him kind of slip up a bit and show his hand and become desperate the closer that Cal gets to giving this up to Seer and Eno, mm-hmm. I think yeah. all of that builds on the reasons that we can see him acting irrationally at the end, but still have that make sense. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I, I I don't like that he had a red lightsaber. Yeah, that was... Because he's not like he doesn't he's not actively like a dark side force user, you know. Why would he bleed his lightsaber? He is, but I I feel like it should bleed at the end because he's doing like he's falling to the dark side and how he's acting. But I feel yeah. like he's not there until he's like really pushed at the end. But we also don't know what's gone on with him and Kata earlier, like mm. whether it's something that's happened over his time working for Denvik. So I'd actually be really interested in like a, a Bode prequel book or story of some kind. Yeah, because it's not like he was an Inquisitor, at least from what no. we know. So maybe maybe it wasn't his original lightsaber. Maybe they've got like a stash of them somewhere he steals. I don't know. I think I it's thought, his original that... lightsaber, but... Oh wait, I'm reading now. Someone it says on the wiki, following his betrayal of Kestis, Akuna carried half of Dagon Gera's red lightsaber. But is it his? Was it Dagon's? It says following his betrayal of Kestis. Hmm. Off to. Uh, off to I I thought it was his own lightsaber, but that, if it was Dagon's, that would make sense as well. Like it would make sense that he picked it up. Because maybe Denvik, yeah. maybe the Imperials were thinking it would be too risky to have him have a lightsaber. It would make sense, but he'd also know how to build one. But I guess, like, yeah, Cal says, would be able to sense it was it his, So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, well, that's better then. Yeah, can you imagine he's doing all that jumping around and his robe goes up a little bit? It's like, why the fuck you got a lightsaber on, dude? It did seem a little ornate. I didn't recognize it as Dagon's at the end, but I did think his lightsaber looked a little ornate for him so yeah okay yeah okay well, that makes a lot of sense yeah 
like bode book bode comic i'd I'd still take that even if i don't need the lightsaber explained yeah yeah i agree with that so anything else you want to talk about for story you want to Uh, wrap her up well we've got uh we've got our predictions for the name do you have a prediction for any mate we got the I guess Eno Cordova doesn't really count as a cameo. We had another Darth Vader. You have uh, any guesses for anyone to show up in Game Three? Any other? The Emperor. You're gonna we're going Force Unleashed. You're not gonna us. you're not gonna battle him, I don't think, but I think he's gonna be there. Uh, oh, for who will show up? I could see the Grand Inquisitor. I think that be I think that would be kind of logical, a logical uh, jump. And obviously, you can't kill him, but cause he's gotta be around for Obi Wan and Rebels. But yeah. I mean, that would be one of my guesses, the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, I think pretty safe a, one with a path story that that makes sense. I, I still yeah. think it's Opal Rensis's. Yeah, I, I think that's there's a reason they mentioned him a few times. Yeah. yeah. Look, people, people are not agreeing with me on those comments. I will be vindicated. Mm. Oh, okay. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah, I think any, I think I'm good. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I think I'm good, too. All right, so what are we doing next week? I don't know. Do you want to do book questions, book ranking? Because it's Enemy Line, or it's uh, Rebel Rebel Dream would be the next book. I want a week off before I do another book, I think. All right. So we could do, let's do a questions episode. We'll do questions, not ranking. It hasn't been a while since we've done questions. uh, We could do um, Visions Volume 2. Which I still haven't watched yet. Me neither. Well, we could do that then. All right, let's do let's do visions. And oh, we can do questions at the end, maybe. Yeah, I, I do think we do need a, a full questions episode, but I also don't want to wait okay, is, three is, weeks before a book. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll do uh, we'll do visions book and then questions maybe. All right. Let's do let's do visions and then we'll maybe see how our schedules are looking and just do a questions episode additionally. Okay. And then a book, and we'll do Rebel Dream in two weeks. Okay. We, we might be able to fit that in. with a, it, Like, questions episode won't take too much prep for us. We did mm-hmm. get, we did get uh, two questions tonight. Uh, there's, we got a, I, I do want to answer this one from Josh sure. uh, that just came in. Uh, Josh asked, could your podcast make more money? Uh, mm. Zencaster is free. So I think like it could in that it makes none, yeah. But also, it's, it's probably dr- when you consider opportunity cost, it's probably drained a significant yes. amount of money from us. So, yeah, that's that's it's going to be the answer on that. Yeah. Uh, we did get a, a really good question from Tristan that I don't feel equipped to answer right now, but Tristan, we will get to that when we do the questions episode. I've started. Uh, there is. Uh... A question from Joel that's more related to NJO in the High Republic. So I think we'll save that for NJO as well. Okay. But that is going to do for tonight. Justin, anything anything you want to say to, to the nice people out there? Keep your stick on the ice. Immortal, 